This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, Liki. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Liki. Hi, Labanji. Hi, everybody. What are we talking about today? Were we talking about food waste? Food leftovers. Food leftovers. Yes. I mean, food in general. We had a very long conversation with um, Kat and Mary Elizabeth about actually all things foods related. We were planning to have a conversation on, uh, on sharing leftovers recipes, but we didn't get there yet. We had a very long conversation on f- everything related to foods. And so, yeah, we can... Yeah, it's. I think it's a conversation on food and. Uh, I'd like to know culturally, in in your both your cultures, is food using leftovers a normal thing? Is it something that you just automatically do? Um, I, I would say, um, in in Africa, yeah, that's like you have to manage what you have. You know, it also kind of depends on what level that, you know, you are in life. There's the low class, there's the middle class, and there's the high class. Most people don't like to waste food in Africa, whatever class that is. <laughs> um, yeah, we just don't waste food. Personally, I hate to waste food. So um, I'm known as the, like the leftover guy at home. Like when everybody eats the leftovers, I go eat the leftovers. Um, like when, when they eat and they don't finish their food and they put it in the fridge, um, I just make it a point of duty to make sure that, hey, you have leftovers in the fridge just before you go make another food. <laughs> just go finish that first. Um, yeah. And, but when we were younger, my mom, she taught us to like, hey, finish your food. Like when you have food, finish it. Don't waste your food. And there was always food as well. Regardless of what's at home, they make it into some food to eat. So I don't think I'm used to like the leftover culture at all mm. yeah and i don't see it around much often yeah yeah actually i'm very surprised by your question Catherine. i'm just wondering if is there any culture where people don't um eat leftovers is that something that's even exists <laughs> well a lot of people i know throw their leftovers away yeah my brother-in-law refuses to eat leftovers mm. why he just it's gross to him it's gross to have food sitting in the fridge for the next day but it has been sitting in the fridge the day before so what's the problem <laughs> in a different form it was in its full raw form, form and yeah. then it gets cooked and then the next mm-hmm. day it's no good to eat oh yeah it, or an, another strange thing is people will put food on their plate and then instead of boxing up what's left it goes in the garbage but like scraped into the garbage what's left on the plate if they don't finish it all it's it's quite common here. Mm. I mean, you don't put it uh, so much in the plate in the first place. <laughs> You'd think so. Yeah. Um, 
I, I remember when I was younger, when I'm very hungry, my mom is going to put the food that is the size of my stomach, right, in the plate. But I'm so hungry, I think I can eat more. So I'm like, I'm hungry, put more. And then she goes, <laughs> oh, okay. So she puts more in the plate. Um, but I eat the actual size of my stomach and there's more food in the plate. But I can't take it back to the kitchen. She's going to look at me like, hey, dude, <laughs> sit down there <laughs> and finish the food. <laughs> So I sit there and then when my tummy gets full, I get, I get slower with the food, but it taught me to not overestimate what I can finish. Right. So I'm like, like, are you not hungry? Don't you want more? Like, no, no, no. Just give me that. That's enough. <laughs> and, and I have a, I had a senior friend. Well, I have a senior friend who also doesn't eat leftovers. He thinks it's for the poor. It, it feels like, right. If you're not poor, why are you eating leftovers? Don't do that. And yeah, I think it's the idea. I think not eating leftovers is probably from the idea or like the mindset that there will always be food. So you don't have to conserve food in any kind of way. Does your brother-in-law know that there is a environmental cost, <laughs> very high environmental cost attached to food? Oh yeah, we've had that conversation. It just is, uh, there's such a mental block about well it's just he can't get past the point of this is gross <laughs> to eat this food that but if you process it like you know um try an, another recook it with another recipe would he eat it i don't know his wife won't go there it's just that it's a you know i also know that lots of people will get the or dish the food out for their children and put way too much food on and then whatever's left goes into the garbage because the child couldn't eat it all like there's no sit there and finish it it's okay you couldn't eat that well go do what you're going to do and we'll just throw this away so there's a mindset about it's okay that this gets thrown away we understand that there's environmental consequences but it's not enough to make us want to change what we do so we're going to just continue doing what we do hmm. there's definitely a wall there yeah that's why we need to exchange our very delicious recipes yes yes <laughs> so what do you have i'm curious um actually i've got plenty of recipes and not only related to my uh my cultures uh but um like you know i have uh, some boiled potatoes in the fridge and it's been sitting there for a few days and um and um I've been thinking of a recipe that I'm going to cook tonight, which is um, you know, a Spanish tortilla, which is um, you know, a kind of omelet with potatoes and onions. And it's really easy to make. You just get an onion, just chop it in small pieces, and then uh, you fry it with some salt and oil uh, for like, you know, until it gets golden. And then you chop your potatoes into small pieces and then you fry it. And then um, you make an omelet, and then you add it, and you so it's basically an omelet with uh, with potatoes and onion, and um, and it's absolutely delicious. You can eat it hot, but uh, in Spain it's part of the tapas, you know, and uh, you can eat it cold as well in the summer with yeah tomato sauce or uh, chili sauce. It's delicious, and it's a 
I think it's a great way to to deal with your boiled potatoes leftovers because it's not very good the next day. I agree, it's the taste is slightly changed, but then it's it's those little trick. I think that's interesting. You've never thought about that. Yeah. Another, <laughs> so, so. another thing you can do with leftover potatoes is whip them up like in a food processor or, and then add them to soup and it kind of makes the consistency of the soup a bit thicker. That's what we usually like any when we make a soup, it, any vegetable that's cooked or raw that's left in the fridge just gets all thrown together in the soup pot, cook it all day. And every week is something a little different because it all depends on what food we had left over in the fridge. That's, that's our usual go-to for leftovers. It just all gets thrown together in a soup or stew. And you get some pretty cool combos. Sometimes it doesn't work out so well. but Yeah, and the other day you were talking about, I think, arancinis, the Italian recipe of with leftover rice. At, uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's basically uh, leftover risottos, right? I think it's uh, it's like, a, I don't know, I've never made these things, but... Uh, you add some cheese on the risotto and then you you fry it. Is that something like that? Well, I kind of uh, adapted it a bit. I make little patties. So I add uh, usually some kind of a flour. I usually use cassava flour and into the risotto and it makes it more, it makes it stick together better. And then I make them into little patties, put cheese on top, fry them. Oh, they're so good. Okay. You guys are making me hungry now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Risotto is one of those foods that is awful the next day if it's just eaten like you can't eat it cold but even to reheat it is not as good but refrying it or frying it makes it somehow taste a lot better so the italians were on to something there yeah and, and i'm wondering what what do we tell people i mean uh a, a lot of people that do i say do food waste as well are probably really busy people and they don't have time to think around these things um, you know, probably working two jobs or three in, in some cases, or just really, you know, in that phase of their career where they're very, very busy, they're awfully busy and they can't think about like what's wasting and not, and what's not wasting. Right. How do we help them build a level of consciousness to, to this? Are there like, what, what story do we tell them? I mean, there's the climate change story, yeah, you know, it's there, but do, do they care? What what can we tell them to say, hey, this is one thing that you can do or one thing that you can, like, put in place to help you curb food waste? I have an idea. Uh, you mentioned that those people are quite busy, but actually mm. when you uh, you you transform your the leftovers into a new recipe is actually time saving because it's uh the the food is already cooked like you know um mm-hmm. if you um i don't know if you are familiar with this very popular dish which is um cantonese fried rice um is actually a way to accommodate uh, rice from the day before or two days before it's not good as steam rice but it's already cooked so you're saving a lot of time i mean mm. this is what I think would be the 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 great um, input from eating leftover food. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Maybe part of it is organization. Because they're such busy people, their brains are full of work and family life. And so having to organize so that they think about what to do with that leftover. Because I, I know even like if I didn't have my soup go-to, it would be like, what do I do with this pot full of, you know, 
stewed mm. tomatoes that I just have sitting here. I have to think about it. I don't want to think about it. So I'm just going to grab the next easy thing. If they mm. had a some kind of a cheat sheet or a plan that they could go to. Yeah, sounds good. Um, sounds really great. Um, this is interesting. Uh, I, I don't think like when people think about climate change, food is not the first thing that comes to mind. Um, <laughs> and it's actually good to have a, a conversation huge contributor. This. Yeah, it's a huge contributor to climate change. Very, very yeah. huge contributor. Um, and, and it's it's the unassuming one because you know it's kind of like people, you know, like. Hey, who who did the or who committed the crime? Is no, it's not this guy. No, it's not food. No, it's not this guy. It's the plane, <laughs> and that looks obviously like the culprit there. But food is sitting pretty, you know, like and issues around food, and we're like, does does that really contribute to to climate change? So, I mean, this is an interesting conversation to have. I'm wondering, like, if we dive deeper, what what areas of food do we also need to look at besides food waste? Because there's, like, the production of food, there's the distribution of food, um, and we probably want to provide reason for saying, hey, don't waste your food, but, like, why are we saying don't waste food? Um, can we draw the line in a way that it's more uh, connected and then you know, we can, oh yeah, that's why, that's why I shouldn't waste food because there's this chain, you know, that goes down there and, and that's where it, it, it gets really, you know, messy to the climate. So, um, I was wondering Liki, if you, if you have any thoughts around, around this. Actually, um, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't have the exact figures, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that, you know, um, the waste from consumptions from our personal consumption is not the biggest contributor to waste. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of waste from, uh, also from, you know, food factories, the factories that make processed foods. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying that because I'm against processed foods, uh, <laughs> but I think it's, I think that processed foods are not very good for, are not very healthy, but mm-hmm. I think that some, processed food factories waste a lot of um of foods this is i don't know I, I don't have the figures with me but i think i guess that there must be a lot of waste at, yeah. at this level yeah it's, it's a lot of waste there yeah and even at the farm level mm. you have a huge amount of waste i think it's something like 15 percent of all food is wasted before it even leaves a farm due to surplus or uh, can't find a market I was thinking about during COVID when they dumped a billion or millions and millions of liters of milk because people weren't buying it mm. and with anything with expiry dates. Then we have that issue of in grocery stores where these expiry dates are important, but maybe they're a little too conservative. And so food is being thrown out while it's still good because the grocery store has to abide by these best before dates which doesn't mean that the food is going bad on that date it just means that you know it should be eaten really soon but yet it still is tossed because of that date and so then i mean yeah and isn't that interesting because hunger is a world problem (laughs) how do we fight food waste and fight hunger at the same time (laughs) 
it's an irony because like there's hunger on this side but you know there's there's food waste on the other side and we're kind of fighting that at the same time it also comes across as though there has to be like a bridge between like food waste and hunger um at all the points in the chain where the waste occurs um i i think it was a country now this is vague in my head but they, there's a policy in, I think that the Daily Difference sent an email about this, like, uh, and I can't remember the name of the country, but they put a policy that all food in the supermarket that is probably one week to expire or so um, should be taken to the needy or some, some organization that sorts it out and makes sure it gets to the people that need the food. Um, and if the food gets expired within the factory or the supermarket, uh, rather, it, it becomes a crime. And so a lot of waste was eliminated right there because before it expires about, I can't remember how long, but I think it's a couple days thereabout. It all goes out of the supermarket to an organization that distributes it to homes of the needy and, you know, wherever people that would usually consume them immediately. And, and that sounded really great. And I think we need more bridges like that between the waste and, and then hunger, because that way we get to solve like two problems by just like interlocking them or creating a bridge that, that, that addresses that. So is France not one of those countries, Leaky? Is it, is um, it? Unsold food and sold food uh, that has to be given to a charity, but not food that have expired. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, unsold food. Oh, yeah. Yes. Pardon me. Pardon me. Uh, yeah. And, but and I guess that's, you know, it's that's, I think you're probably right because uh, why would it be unsold? Because it's has expired. So yeah. I think. <laughs> but that's the way the world needs to go. Start finding places for. You know, is it because the grocery store is ordering too much and so it just sits because there's nobody to buy it? Why Why do they have all this meat that has gone expired? Are they charging too much money and people can't afford to buy it? Somebody needs to start looking at why is this food sitting there and going expired? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's a system problem because yes. well, that's a huge problem. Uh, because we're talking about the culprit, but to me, the culprit <laughs> is <laughs> could be uh, food manufacturers, like those yeah. who um, the companies that make that make processed food. Because uh, I mean, two types of culprits: food food processes, and also huge supermarkets, because they need to sell a lot in large volume and give a lot of choice, and um, yeah, that's where the waste comes from i think yeah a lot but of the waste comes from there what do i know <laughs> a, a lot apparently yeah <laughs> and that's interesting wow. yes i know mm. and of course the small producers can manage their waste better for example farmers markets and these small small stores that uh don't have to have the high volume, but then they're not as accessible to everybody. I know our farmer's market, you have to drive to. There's almost no way for people to walk to this farmer's market. It's kind of in the middle of the city, very, very busy streets around it. So it most people have to drive there. It feels like, uh, whereas my corner grocery store is easy to walk to. Uh, it feels like there's a barrier to 
being able to access those smaller stores that can manage the waste better. I don't know any farmer that wastes food. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I was watching small、um, farmer. I was watching something on television today, and、uh, you know. Um, in Europe, and the prices are increasing from everywhere in Europe, and people have less money to spend, and they're very they are very careful about about、uh, their spending and what they buy. And、um, are you familiar with the concept of gleaning?、Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's so beautiful. I didn't know that it really exists. It's basically you know you have this big.、Um, Let's say potato fields, and、um, to operate these fields, the the farmer needs to have、um, like a, a machine.、Oh, mm. I'm not a,、um, like a, help me, Catherine, a little bit, please. <laughs> What's the word for that? Is, <laughs> harvester. Is it tractor? Harvester. Yeah, there's potato harvesters. Oh, potato、They're、harvesters. Neat、right. machines. Okay, a, a harvester. Thank you. Yes, harvester. A harvester, and but you know the harvester because it's. Uh, it's machine based, so they don't manage to pick up the small ones. And、uh, so the concept of gleaning is to open it for people to go and pick up the you know the small pieces. And apparently, it is the best ones. The smallest potatoes are the most expensive ones. And、um, it has been estimated in one hectare, the six tons of potatoes that can be gleaned. That's huge, I think. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. So cool story about that. Where this town I used to live in, where I had my farm, we had a a large group that did gleaning, and we have a large bear population. So people get really nervous about their fruit trees, but there's so many fruit trees. I think almost every yard's got two or three. So this group would do gleaning, and they'd go from farm to farm or or backyard to backyard and pick all the fruit, and then donate half of it to the food bank.、Uh, some of it would go towards each person that. Uh, helped, and then the rest would get sold, and then the money went to helping with more gleaning projects. But it solved so many problems, like fruits not rotting on the tree, it's not attracting bears, feeding people. It was, it was an amazing project, a lot of work. But yeah, it's it's big here. If you have somebody to organize it and see it through to the end, it's very very. Yeah, I mean here it's it's. Almost out of necessity because the price of food has increased so much lately、mm-hmm. because of all the problems that、yeah. we are experiencing. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- I think that's general. That's a world economic issue right there. Things are increasing everywhere.、Uh, yeah, it's really going to be interesting to see what comes of that. I, I was wondering、uh, if if we could give like an advice to everyone that plays a part. And food waste,、um, and from our conversation, I, I think there are about three people there: the, like the farmers,、um, the producers, and maybe the distributors as well. Well, okay, well, four people. So there's the farmers, the producers, the distributors, those which are like the supermarkets and and the rest of them. So to say, forgive my quack chain <laughs> drawing right now, and the and the end users, which are like people like us, and and if if we could give like one piece of advice to these four people, starting with the farmer, what would we say? Um. Okay. I 
don't want to give advice to farmers or because I'm not in the issue. And I know it's very, very, very hard job. Yeah. But um, I think gleaning, gleaning is great. The concept of gleaning. Mm. Yeah. And, and so it, it sounds good, right? To glean. Yeah. And, and it definitely helps. You know, a, a popular thing here is parents or people will get together and do clothes swaps. So they clothes they don't want or don't fit them anymore. They all get together and swap their clothes. Mm. It'd be cool to see that happen with food. So like, once a week, you get together, pile all your food, make a big potluck, and share it. I don't know, I don't know how to organize something like that, but <laughs> if people be creative about how to use their leftovers and how to uh, yeah. make it so that it's a positive thing, that community, you've got community, you've got breaking bread together, you've got using up food that needs to be used. I think we have to. I was just going to say, I think we have to also, um, this probably comes back to systemic, which is, is harder, but rethink what we think about food and best before dates and food that ugly food, you know, there's that big thing about now the, what do they call it here? Second, ugly seconds, they call it here. And, and uh, it's just food that got rejected from the farm because it wasn't perfect, but now they sell it for quite a bit cheaper and, you know, ugly apples still make great applesauce and ugly potatoes or when they're mashed, you can't see that it was ugly. Mm. So change it. But I noticed when I'm in the grocery store, very few people pick from that pile. You'll see lots of people picking from the nice, shiny, perfect apple pile. Mm -hmm. Very few people picking from the ugly apple pile, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a frustration that perfectly good food gets thrown away because of just how we think about it. Not anything connected with the health of the food or the safety of the food, but just what's in our minds about that food. Well, that's a lot of advice. <laughs> Sorry. You only wanted one piece too. That was too much. No, but that's yeah. great. That's, that's, that's amazing. Um, and I hope that um, all listeners would learn a lot from that. That's really interesting. Um, I think the manufacturers of food can also do a, a lot of good with not just throwing stuff away and, and finding second use and third use and fourth use and fifth use of food. There's hardly anything that exists that is useless. I don't think we would find a lot of things that exist that are useless. Even eggshells make powderish. Uh, there's a lot of things people do with eggshells rather than throw them away. There's hardly anything that's useless. So finding the second and the third and the fourth and the alternative use for things that maybe don't fit into the business model or the business goal at the moment, but shouldn't be wasted because of you know the climate or sustainability. We can just find alternative uses for those things. Uh, Licky, you wanted to say something? No, I said, yeah, well, there are so, ma so many things that we can use. Uh, like your eggshells and everything, but it comes back always to the question of systemic change. Because, uh, yeah, we know that we can reuse the eggshell, but it costs a lot of money to, I don't know, again. Um, uh, but I assume that because they are not like, you know, the integrated um, network of yeah. reprocessing, yeah, of uh, reprocessing, you know, these different parts of the product, it doesn't make any economic sense. And mm. 
And so, yeah, it's uh, again, it's a system problem, systems problem. Yeah. Well, it's been an interesting conversation. Um, <laughs> I, I think fun. it's a long one, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A long and interesting conversation. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.